Welcome to Farrington's Features, the school podcast where we talk to pupils, to staff and to parents to find out more about Farrington's school. In each episode, we'll be talking to members of the school community to hear more about life in the school. So let's get into this episode right now of Farrington's Features. In this episode, we're talking about outdoor learning. We meet Head of Junior School, Rishi Boyjanuth, and Head of Early Years, Vicky Fox. They're going to transport us to the open air. We'll find out what goes on in Farrington's Forest School and how the children benefit from it. We talk about safety precautions and the fascinating no pick, no lick. And we discover what other outdoor learning opportunities exist at Farrington's. Let's meet Rishi and Vicky. Hello. Good morning. So let's turn first to you, Rishi. What are the benefits of outdoor learning? Well, I think the first thing to say here is that since COVID and the pandemic, children yearn to be outside. And we've definitely seen the benefits of having our children being in the vast expanse of land that we have here at Farrington's. One of the key things that we've really seen is the importance of having the personal, social and emotional development of the children enhanced through the outdoor learning areas. And this is something that's very important to us here at Farrington's, making sure that the children are communicating effectively with each other and being embraced by by the outdoor areas. Now, I understand you've got 25 amazing acres. That must be such a fantastic benefit for the children. Oh, absolutely. Every time visitors come, they really see the benefit of, of being outside. Um, we're very lucky. It's, it's a huge blessing for us to have so much space. But it means that we can, the children can go for a, a, a walk in the woodlands. They can benefit from forest school they can do their outdoor learning, no matter what subject it is, whether it's the other day I was um, walking through over to uh, our Key Stage 2 building in in South House and the children were using Newton meters because they were um, measuring the the friction levels um, and the resistance of pulling various items across the ground. We had Science Week a few weeks ago and the children were conducting experiments outside. So all of these different activities can be conducted all at the same time. There's there's just no limitation on, on space, really. Now, we're going to talk to Vicky now because you mentioned Forest School and I know that Vicky is an expert in Forest School. Tell me, first of all, Vicky, what is it? Well, Forest School is something that's developed over the last few years at Farrington School. We've got the most amazing outdoor resources. We have open fields. We are on the uh, the edge of Scabbury Nature Reserve. And that actually spills into our into our grounds. We've also got a pond and the the space was just crying out for something like forest school. So this has been something that a few of our members of staff have worked on and developed. And we actually started with an area which was used as a dump. And that's been rewilded. And now that area is our centre for learning outdoors. It's our forest school. Forest School was it's actually been brought over from the Scandinavian countries and they understand the benefit of having children actually working within nature and appreciating their environment, actually getting that opportunity to really connect with the outdoor world in a very free and very child-centred way. So that's exactly what we try to aim for at Forest School. And the children have 
embraced it 100%. And we've gone from, first of all, having it just in the early years department. Um, and now it goes all the way through from pre-reception, which is three, all the way up to our year sixes. And they love it. <laughs> now, I can imagine it might be a little bit nerve wracking from a health and safety point of view. How do you keep Forest School sort of safe, really? Well, Forest School is the opportunity to give the children who may have had quite a sanitised experience going to a park where things are very set out and there is their safety equipment and all of those things. It gives them a chance to really experience and to understand that they have to manage their own risks. Obviously, staff are there to support the children at all times, but the emphasis is on children looking, observing and understanding where risk is and how to negotiate that risk, how to think about, I'd like to climb this tree. Well, I need to know not only how I can go up the tree safely, all the people that are around me, how my movements would affect those, and also to plan how they're going to get down. Um, and that's quite a big thing, especially when you're three, but equally, as the children become older and they work through all the different activities in forest school, they still need to be aware of those things. We have some very simple rules and the children do spend a lot of time policing themselves and, and looking at other children and being able to suggest ways of moving around the site. So if they see somebody running with a stick, they might say to their friend, oh, what do you, what do you think would happen if? So we don't tend to say no. We tend to say, what would happen if we try to get the critical thinking element into all of the forest school sessions so that they really do think about their movements and they think about the way they behave in forest school so that they can get the full experience. And does that really excite children? I presume it's, it's such a different world for them because people aren't telling them what to do. They're kind of allowing them to make their own decisions. It's really quite empowering for some children and you see different personalities developing in different ways. For example, a child who might be very, very quiet within a more academic setting may really embrace the freedom that they get in forest school. So it brings out different strengths in different children. Equally, a very, very confident child who is used to very adult-led activities sometimes can find forest school quite challenging. So we need to be there to support and to scaffold that child so that they can fully embrace it. The difference that you see over the number of weeks is quite staggering. And to see how they change and how they take their learning from forest school and all of those skills that they've developed, then apply them to their classroom learning is, is absolutely wonderful. Is it quite nerve wracking for you to let them just, it's not exactly run riot, but it, it, it's doing things with themselves. Do you sort of take a deep breath and just let it go? The training that the staff received is fantastic and it's really quite empowering because we have got a number of checks and balances. We don't just let children run riot. You know, when they're using tools, there are very, very set rules and the children listen and the children understand those and understand the consequences of what happens if those rules are broken. The children understand, the staff understand, and we've got very, very supportive parents as well who, who really enjoy seeing the learning that their children have. So although to the outside world it may look like lots and lots of children running around having a wonderful time, 
to actually dig deeper and to see their learning and to see the skill development, that's really very satisfying. And, and, you know, it's worth all of the hard work that goes on behind the scenes. Tell me a little bit about no pick, no lick. I like the sound of that. No pick, no lick is a very, very simple and very effective way to get children to understand the forest school rules. So the first forest school rule is no pick, no lick. That means we don't pick the flowers, we don't pick things off of trees, and equally, we don't put our fingers in our mouths. So they can then explain why they don't do that. So you'll say to them, no pick, no lick, why? Well, we don't want to get germs in our tummies for a very, very simple thing. And for the older children, they understand that if we pick all of the bluebells, then we're actually having a detrimental effect to the environment. So very, very simple, but transferable from three up to 11, 12 years old. The next rule is we have a boundary tape and the children understand that the area within the boundary tape is, it has been checked and so that they're free to play within that area and they don't go under the barrier, they don't go over the barrier and oh no, they don't go through the barrier. So that's the second rule. And our third rule of forest school is we have a base camp and in the centre of the base camp is our fire pit. Now the fire pit isn't always on but the children understand that at no point does an adult or a child walk across um, the central um, base camp because there could be either tools or fire in there and they will very quickly tell a grown-up off if they start to walk across there. So really simple rules that the children repeat every time they go down to forest school and they reinforce themselves. Mm. Do you find the children question you more? Because they've got the freedom to do things, you, you get asked interesting questions. The children are fascinating and they'll find things in forest school. For example, we went on a mini beast hunt while we were there the other day and we thought we found what we thought was a lizard. So they wanted to know all about this lizard. And I said, I'm sure it's a lizard. And then when we came back to school, we'd identified it. We'd taken photographs and returned it very carefully to its habitat And then we looked it up and it wasn't a lizard. Mrs Fox was wrong. It was, in fact, quite a rare species of newt. So the children were then absolutely fascinated, wanted to find out about that. But the understanding that both the adults and the children are learning together, I think is a really cohesive activity. It means that there's that real bonding and that real trust that we don't know everything as adults, we're learning, our eyes are open to new opportunities and the children are equally the mm. same. So it's fantastic. We made models then of, of what we'd found, which was wonderful. I imagine too, it must stick with them more if they've asked the questions and then had the reply as, a, as opposed to being taught. It must stay with them for a very long time. That moment of finding that beast must be fantastic for them. Absolutely. And they applied it to their their learning about mini beasts. They also had already heard the story of Superworm, which is why they all thought it was a wizard lizard. And so that that connection between classroom and forest school is is really key to what we're trying to achieve. Mm. It's all about the intent and impact. Let's talk a little bit more about how the, the forest school sites are actually maintained and, and how your forest school affects the local environment. Well, as, as Vicky's explained, obviously, Part of Forest School is looking at how we should respect nature and how we need to respect the area around us. So there is a a three yearly cycle 
which means that an area is used considerately over a period of time. But then after that, we then transfer to moving into a different area so that there can be some regrowth and, and rehabilitation of that particular area. And, that, and that's important to teach the, the children about this cycle of sustenance and this cycle of sustainability. And do you have to be aware of the outside sort of environment when you're putting together a forest school? Because presumably your, your school is surrounded by other things. Do you, do you worry about the outside environment? We are very fortunate because the area that we are in, beautiful green belt land, and we do have some um, natural species within the forest school which do need protecting. Things like the bluebells, things like some um, fascinating funguses, all of those things that the children can look at, they can identify, but also they know that they have to protect. So that's really fundamental to the, the teaching and learning that goes on in forest school. We have a fantastic team of gardeners and estates who helped to support us. And in fact, it was them who helped us to rewild the area that used to be a dump. As Mr. Boyginus says, we can rotate the sites. We have several sites within Forest School so that our impact on the environment is limited. Uh, we also have specialists that come in and can advise us to make sure that we are not doing anything that's detrimental to the woodland. Mm. Now, I understand you have a very exciting new outdoor area. Absolutely. So in, in the early years, we have redeveloped our outdoor learning environment. And this is really important because children at that phase of their life learn through play, learn through exploration. And so having an engaging outdoor learning environment is, is absolutely vital. And so the children are very lucky that they can go out and they can explore, whether it's the sand pits, whether it's uh, the bongo drums, whether it's the, the reading den. And the staff maintain the area. They also put out a whole plethora of different learning activities so the children are highly engaged. And the other element of it as well is supporting their social interactions, supporting their development. As I said at the beginning, particularly coming out of COVID, that's something that's really, really important. Mm. I think we're all being taught now that being in the fresh air is very good for our well-being. Do you see a sort of different reaction from children when you take them out, out of the classroom environment? Oh, absolutely. It's about having that spark. It's about having that wow moment. And it's having seeing the outdoors as an extension to the classroom, you know, and, and having that outdoor learning environment, partly reflecting what's going on inside the classroom. And so that you might have a phonics activity that you're teaching within the classroom that you're then extending outside. But it's also creating those wow moments. And for me, that's what education is about. It's about having that spark. I'm tempted to ask the very obvious question. What happens if it rains? I think we should go for the approach of there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. And if it rains, then don on your overalls and, and coats and put your welly boots on and still enjoy being outside. You know, what child doesn't enjoy jumping up and down in puddles? What child doesn't enjoy, you know, exploring nature? Again, it's about reconnecting to that. And actually, the, the, the learning that you can gain from, from those different things. So, for example, the Science Club were, were busy making rain gauges um, a few weeks ago as part of their topic on, on, on weather. 
So it's absolutely vital, isn't it? The children are outside experiencing the different seasons. You know, we're very lucky in England. We we have four different seasons and, and it's about making sure that the children understand that from a very early age and that they can explore that and be part of that. And I guess it's all about fresh air, isn't it, as well? I mean, I think all of us, if we're stuck behind a computer or stuck learning something, just to take a breath of fresh air outside, it presumably reinvigorates your learning capacity as well. Absolutely. I mean, we're very lucky, considering our proximity to London, for our children to then have such wide open spaces is a real benefit. And many parents choose us because of our proximity to London, but at the same time, having that feel of, you know, the countryside, the feel of being open, it's a real blessing. So tell me, are there any other outdoor learning opportunities at Farrington's? Obviously, the biggest thing that comes to mind is the plethora of sports that we offer here at Farrington's, whether it's from our netball courts, whether it's our vast fields and and, and the football pitches. There's one event that I particularly enjoy, which is the the cross-country event, which a number of different schools in the local areas participate in. And it's just wonderful seeing all the children participating in that event and all the gazebos and parents cheering, etc., etc. Sports is is at the centre of what we do here at Farrington's and, you know, making sure all those endorphins are running around and uh, the the children's uh, bodies and, and taking in that positive energy. And, of course, we have areas like the swimming pool as well, which children from as young as reception uh, will, will, ha- will have lessons. So lots and lots of opportunities for sports and, and, and being outside and engaging in physical activity. And it sounds like you've got that lovely balance between sport, which is, has that sort of competitive element, and the forest school, which is a completely different element. And I was just going to ask you, Vicky, finally, in, in the forest school, is, is there a time to relax? Is, is there time for the young people to sort of just catch their breaths? It's very important to give them space and to give them time. So built into each of our sessions is that time for reflection. So we come together at the beginning, reinforcing the rules and the children's expectations of what's going to happen in the session. But we also take time at the end to reflect on what we've done, but also just to spend some time listening. So part of the session will also be silence, which is quite challenging if you're three. It's quite challenging if you're 11. But um, but just listening and smelling and seeing, using all of your senses to really immerse yourself in the beautiful environment that we've got. The children love it. Some of our year threes went on a tree bath walk when they went and just spent some time in nature, just walking around. So it's all of those things, making sure that we can also tie in things that, that are absolutely fundamental, such as their um, mental well-being. And that's something that's uh, that's so easily achieved when you're in the out, outside space, so easily achieved when you spend that time in nature. And I think that that COVID has certainly shown us that children have really, really missed that opportunity of spending time and spending time on their well-being. Well, that's a wonderful calming note to leave it today. Thank you very much indeed to Rishi and to Vicky for uh, some fantastic uh, information about your forest school. And I shall take away with me, Mrs Fox, no pick, no lick. It's, it's, that's it. It's there. It'll never go now. Thank you very much indeed for today. That's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school website, farringtons.org.uk. Now, the next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.